Reach for the fucking stars. You get to say fuckface all day. That is deep. Sorry, did you say fruit roll-up toilet paper? Because it's very confusing right now. What the fuck is this? Total nuts. And that's a nugget of wisdom. You're listening to May I Elaborate, daily wisdom from me, J.B. Smooth. Star Week. Now, I'm going to tell you something right now. Traditionally, the way you get ahead in life is pretty etched in stone. You know, maybe some old motherfucker gave you some advice or, or you learn from your fucking mistakes and that kind of shit. The bottom line is you work hard and then you get ahead. There's always some people who look for the shortcut. They look for the fucking easy way. These are people who are always looking to get over. We call that shit getting over. They wrote a song about that shit, Roy. Remember that song? You got to get over before you go under. What's wrong with cutting corners? You sound like a hater right now, respectfully. I'm not hating on people who cut corners. I'm telling you, though, there are motherfuckers who are are, are really... I don't want to hate on the uh, the person who got ahead by by taking a shortcut. You know, as long as everybody else knows that fucking shortcut, I'm cool with it. But if you're going to hold the shortcut to yourself, like a better way to get to the valley from fucking Beverly Hills or some shit that I don't know, some side street, you know? But if I tell everybody the back way, it ain't the back way no more. That's true. Now you motherfuckers is on the back way. I just hate a motherfucker who would know a good shortcut, but don't share the shit. You gotta share <laughs> your fucking shortcuts. Plus, you know? cutting corners is just some, that's some good driving. That's, that's keeping your corners tight as opposed to getting over. Getting over is jumping over people. I used to feel bad for cheating on my high school chemistry exam to graduate on time, but I don't do shit with chemistry. So I don't feel bad for cutting that corner. <laughs> no, I get that. See, see, that's different. That's different. That's shit that's not useful to you, you know, later on. Yeah, if I had a chemical job, then fine, yeah. Well, it'd be fucking fine. Fucking shouldn't right. have done that. Yeah. So, for clarity, that means you better accomplish shit before your time expires. Life it is not a damn race. But these get-over-type motherfuckers, these people are in a damn hurry and, and want to hop the line, or should I say, hop over the line. Mm-hmm. Now, here's one thing I say, though. When you hop over something, that means there's something underneath you. And and, if there's something underneath you, that means you are exposed. Because they can see right up into your damn shit. You know what? Have you ever heard the expression, showing your ass? Yes. You've heard it before, right? Yeah, wilding out, acting a fool. Acting a fucking fool, showing your ass. Now, that's exactly what you're doing when, when you get over. Especially when you don't wear no drawers while you're doing it. And, and this is all metaphorically speaking. Mm-hmm. That means the, 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 the motherfucker who you truly are is showing. And that could be drawers. It could be a girdle. I don't give a fuck what it is. That's church right there. Mm. And as for the motherfuckers who are, who are, who are going under, now I'm not excusing your asses either. There's motherfuckers who go under. You know what? Just like that shit that people do on vacation in the Caribbean. And, uh, uh, the fucking limbo. You ever, you ever heard of the limbo? How low can you go? How, How low, low can, can you go? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so just know this. You're going low, bitches. There's always some limber-ass motherfucker who's ready to go lower than you. That's what they do in the Caribbean. They, they put that stick, you go under that bitch. But if you apply that in metaphoric terms, that means someone's willing to go the extra yard to cut your ass off. Now, when someone goes lower than low, like Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. Michelle Obama said when they go low, 
we go high. Should we not be following what Michelle Obama is talking about? You should definitely follow what the fuck Michelle Obama's talking about. Boy, if you are willing to go lower than the low, you are caught up in that shit. You are caught up in the bullshit that's out there, and you are willing to go lower than the lowest low. So I say this. Okay. This is why I say, Roy, there's always some limber-ass motherfucker who's ready to go lower than you. I say that much. That's church. Well, that's church. This service is running a little long, and I'm going to have to start the show. Hi, Miles, and thanks for joining us for a new day of May I Elaborate Daily Wisdom from J.B. Smooth. Now, normally each day we discuss a quote from a daily calendar to see if J.B. can squeeze even more wisdom and inspiration out of it. But today, J.B. has some help. This actor, writer, producer, comedian, and breakout star pundit from The Daily Show has been killing it in comedic role after role. Currently, he can be seen crushing it as Principal Douglas in the very funny Showtime series, Flatbush Misdemeanors. Please welcome Roy Wood Jr. Well, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate Great-ass it. show. They better bring it back. Oh, they got the season two re-up. They just made the announcement uh, literally like, I think a day or two ago. Got it. So yeah, they're good. Got it. Well, that's good to hear. Mm-hmm. It's a great damn show, man. So, man, bro, you already know, man. I'm, I'm a fan of what you do, man. Smart, poignant comedy, man. Now, people know you from many things, from your stand-up to TV and film roles, but for a lot of people, the Daily Show stands out. That shit stands the fuck out, man. Now, considering your father, Roy Wood Sr., was a pioneer and is famous for many things, including his coverage uh, of the civil rights movement as a journalist and broadcaster. And then when you were younger, you studied journalism mm-hmm. and, and you were, were even a damn reporter in Tallahassee and Birmingham, the deep damn South. Heat, brother. Now, now it feels like the Daily Show. Uh, was the perfect marriage of your passion, your talent, and your damn history. Yeah, I, I think so. You know, my pops was on another level with it, though. Like, I ain't gonna never compare myself to my pop. My, my, like, wherever there was danger, my pops would run to it. Like, and this is in the 50s. Like, this is Ooh. Rhodesian Civil War, Soweto riots. Damn. Embedded with Black Vietnam soldiers. Wow. So when your pops deliberately goes to Vietnam to hang out with people, like, oh, they being racist to y'all in Vietnam? Well, let me come stand next to you so we can experience racism together. Who the fuck does that? <laughs> so, yeah. the shit that I do for The Daily Show, I'm like, man, this is light work. What? Go to a pro-gun rally and ask them why they ain't bring their gun? No problem, Trevor. <laughs> I can knock that out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a blessing to be a part of the show, but, I mean, the thing that's really dope about it and, you know, I never worked under John Stewart. You know, we've met a couple times, and he's always been a solid dude. Yeah, yeah. I just appreciate that Trevor was able to let me come on the show and cover stories that are interesting to me. And not because, you know, it's, it's two types of news stories. It's what you want to know about and what you need to know. God damn it. Damn right. And so it's fun to be able to focus every now and then on what you need. And I know you, y'all came here to argue about politics all damn day, but every now and then, let's talk about this group of black people that walk the streets of the south side of Chicago and try to stop gang violence so y'all can stop saying that black people don't care about black-on-black crime. Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? Like, to be able to go in the weeds with that, that shit is lovely, man. Hell yeah. You know, you still play around with the stand-up the same way, but yeah, The Daily Show, it's weird, because it's like, there's a lot of black people only know me from prank calls. There's a lot of white people who don't even know I do comedy. 
<laughs> like people who love me from the Daily Show, like, oh, you do comedy too. I'm like, yeah, I do other things. Your prank calls are legendary. I don't give a fuck. I had to retire from that shit, bro. The block too hot. That's a young man's game. Cussing out strangers like they won't come find you. That's a young man's game. <laughs> Nowadays, look, look for your ass, bro. I had my son. I had my son. He's five now. I had my son. I was already throttling back. Like, I was doing... I was dabbling here and there, like, down in Atlanta doing the, the morning show in Atlanta. And I was like, I don't need to be doing this shit no more. Why am I? <laughs> yeah, you know, people got cell phones. People stress. Like, it, it ain't funny to play on nobody's phone. Like, you can't be doing that no more, man. Chill out, man. You almost 40, man. Chill out. <laughs> I had to talk with myself about my own career. Like, what you're not going to do is that shit no more. Take it. And like you were hanging the club too, and you trying to challenge motherfuckers. You, you, they'll catch your ass shopping somewhere, <laughs> putting your groceries in your trunk. <laughs> Bro, I see these young internet pranksters, man, and I'm so happy for them because they figured out a way to elevate the platform to something different and do sketches and fuck yeah, all of that type of stuff. And I'm like, man, I. You couldn't pay me money to just run up on somebody like that and just act a fool in public. Like Hell no. I see the ones where the dudes be uh, putting a bucket on somebody's goddamn head in the damn Home Depot. A bucket. Put a bucket on your head and run. Yeah. You be like, what the fuck? But it's one thing when The Daily Show, I mean, not that you guys do pranks, but you, you get people who deserve it. But when you just get random people who, who work hard and they ain't do anything to anybody, it's, it's kind of messed yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but The Daily Show... There have been times where I've thought I was going to get punched in the face. And, you know, it's... But that's kind of more after Trump was in office. Not even elected, but like when they turned on the media, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. When the media became the enemy, you show up somewhere with a camera, you got to talk. You may as well be wearing the wrong colors in the wrong hood. <laughs> Goddamn right. That's why we started sending Jordan Klepper to all that MAGA stuff. We were like, man, I ain't going to that shit. I ain't going out there. Shit. Bro, I'm black. Black and a cat. I'm straight. Send the white boy. <laughs> and Klepper's perfect with it because they're comfortable talking with him. And that's where you get a lot of the comedy because ultimately that's all we're trying to do when we talk to folks at The Daily Show. Right, right. I'm just trying to, just tell me your truth. What's your truth? All right. Even after I give you this piece of information, you still believe that? All right. What about this piece of information? You still believe? What about this? Well, <laughs> all right, man. Good talking to you. <laughs> Goddamn right. And then that... <laughs> comes the comedy. It's just, it's more incredulous than confrontational. Right, right. Roy, do you remember your first segment on the show? And, and, yeah. And if so, like, how you felt in, in that opportunity and in that moment? Or, or was it like, oh, shit, how am I going to make this work? It was one of those, it, like, it all came together. Because, you know, I auditioned for Daily Show in 07 and didn't get it. So the fact that I would even got back in the mix, bro, you know, you don't get to, you don't get to be turned down twice in Hollywood by that don't happen. Right. I wasn't ready in 07, knowing what I know now. Um, the first segment was the first night of the show. It's September 28th, 2015. And at the time, there was a news story about them discovering water on Mars. And I've always felt this way, right? I've always felt like, I'm not saying defund NASA, but I will say when it comes to colonizing other places, as a species, human beings ain't exactly who you want coming to your fucking spot. You know, I'm not even going to get racial and say white people. I'm going to just say human beings as a culture. 
We're going to come tear your shit up. So yeah. th- they keep talking about Mars, right? And I was like, man, they ain't going to let nobody on Mars. Black folks ain't getting to Mars. Why do you keep, like, anytime I hear some story about Mars and colonization and we could live up there, you ain't finna let it. And so I pitched that. I pitched that on, like, we were coming back on a Monday, Monday night, and I pitched that over the weekend, and Trevor was like, yeah, let's do that on the show. Let's put that, wow. And so that's what we did. When I say Trevor let me do stories that I wanted to do, right? The second piece I did, this is, this is some shit. I, they let me take Daily Show cameras to the 20th anniversary of the Million Man March and interview a member of the Nation of Islam on the fucking Daily Show. Wow. Me and Nuri Muhammad. And there was jokes there, but it was not insulting the black folks. It was right, more about right. what is it we want. Like the whole piece was about, basically I was trying to show how a lot of, a lot of people who think that they're liberal still kind of scared of black folks. Because the motto yeah, yeah. was uh, justice or else. That was the motto. 20th anniversary, million member, give us justice or else. I asked black people what justice meant. What does justice or else mean? Well, justice or else, we're going to uh, we're gonna protest, or we're going to march. And then I went over to the other side of D.C., and I asked white people, I said, when someone is protesting, they say justice or else, what do you think or else means? And they was in violence, or you're going to hit us, and and just showing just that perception of way we're perceived in society, and that's that's the type of shit you need to know. Mm-hmm. That ain't in the news cycle. That ain't something that's just at the top of the, they barely they barely got coverage. If we be in one hundred, it was a passing afterthought of a news story, but there was still something there that showed you just how far apart we are and how we perceive Black people and their intentions. And so that was that one was dope. I pitched that shit. I was like, yeah, can I, wouldn't it be cool if I go to the Million Man March? And Trevor was like, yeah, absolutely. Go right ahead. <laughs> go right away to D.C. Take the train. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Roy, you know what? Tell me about your, your stand-up special. Uh, October 29th, Comedy Central, man. Imperfect Messenger, man. I'm just up there talking about some light and easy topics like police reform and mass shootings and Meghan Markle. Stuff that makes you feel warm. Yeah, white allies. You know, it's a good time to be a white ally. I'm happy for white people because now they can actually come out. (laughs) Politely say to black people, I'm one of the good ones. But they don't have to say it like that. They can just say I'm an ally. Look at this thing cracking, Miles. Okay. Well, today's quote comes from the calendar. Keep calm and carry on. Uh, you ready for it? Yeah, give it to us. Ready. New methods change the experience, and new experiences change the man. And that's by Karl Heinz Stockhausen. Hmm. Say that again. Okay, here it goes again. New methods change the experience, and new experiences change the man. Karl Heinz Stockhausen. Oh, hmm. nice. I like that. New methods change their experience, and new experiences change the man. We go hard on this show, Roy. Let me tell you something. This is deep. And the main thing, we want to make sure that people out there get the clarity they need to proceed with their goddamn day, with their fucking life. This right here is powerful right here. This is going to hit some people. Go about things differently. Damn right. You see the world differently. You become a different person. So don't do everything the same way every time. We're going to dive into this joint. Well, no, I, I think Roy did it. I think we can end the show there. Can, well, if you want to do more, we can take a break. But I mean, I think that would cut right to it. Yeah. 
Normally it takes us about a half an hour, but he just kind of yeah he went right. He got it. He got it. He he got this one. I'm trying to think of some examples. Let's give him some examples after the break. Yeah, yeah, do it. Okay, all right. We'll be right back. Welcome back to May I Elaborate Daily Wisdom from JB Smooth. The quote we're looking at today is: "New methods change the experience, and new experiences change the man." Hmm. What do you guys got? I'm going to start like this. We all have our ways. Now, now, now Roy, let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard the expression, uh, she's got a way about her? Yeah. Now, to me, what that's saying is that people do some shit in a strange way that I, I just don't quite understand. Shit don't float my boat. Yeah, it's never said positively. Yeah, right. And, and you know what? And, and that's okay. You don't got to understand everything everybody fucking does. We all learn shit, but we... We don't necessarily learn shit the same exact way, right? Like, for instance, kissing. There's no formal damn class to teach your ass how to kiss and shit. I mean, they used to teach you what? Sex ed. But, but even in that, they never taught your ass how to fucking kiss. Nope. Do you bite the fucking tongue or, or the goddamn bottom lip? Uh, fucking swirl tongues? Do you, do you suck tongues? Or, or, or maybe you... Tongue swore fight. I don't fucking know. You know, this sex ed class was not to teach you to have sex. That's why they didn't teach kissing. It was just to learn the mechanics of it. It wasn't to teach you technique or anything like that. No technique. Did either of y'all lick teeth? Like if the girl wouldn't open her mouth, you just keep your tongue right there knocking on the door. Oh, man. Licking teeth, especially when the teeth clean and shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's those girls who who took the, took the go kiss them to eat, and they, they say, excuse me, and they got a little toothbrush in their fucking bag, and they go and brush their goddamn teeth. And you be like, damn, your breath smell good. Your shit smell like, smell like mint or peppermint or some shit like that. And their breath smell good as shit. And when you're kissing them, you, you want to lick them motherfucking teeth. That's like throwing pebbles at their window, though. Like, you're trying to get them to open up. Is that, that what your tongue was yeah. doing? Fuck yeah, that's what I was doing. Yeah, of course, shit. I used to practice kissing on, like, you, you know how you make a fist? And you kiss right in that tuck where your thumb meets your index finger, ah, right there. Ah, like, make right a there. fist, make a fist with your thumb outside your fist, that little tuck. <laughs> and so I, when I got, I was like, well, that's where you practice. That's how you figure out how to and where to place your lips. Yeah. Now, you also got motherfuckers who are, are, are like smoochers or, 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 or peckers, which is barely goddamn kissing. I mean, if you want to be technical about the shit, you, you can peck or smooch your goddamn grandma or your fucking grandpa and shit. They ain't no kind of practice. You also have, though, the slobberers and the engulfers. The engulfers, those are the ones who put both of their lips around your lip, like some sort of airlock seal. I don't know if you ever had that, when somebody's, like, sucking both of your lips. Like, like giving you mouth-to-mouth and shit down there. Something like that. And then you breathe by mistake with the shit still locked, and you breathe in that person's fucking life. You know, <laughs> you breathe their fucking life into your, your chest. <laughs> you know, took a piece of their fucking soul and shit. You be like, God damn. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I will say this though: if we're using kissing as a as a baseline, you definitely do it different ways, and you start learning ways to be a better kisser. Right? Then, then you kiss a person, and the shit just ain't right, man. You try some new shit. You try to pick up your style. And, and you know what? Your style, sometimes your, your kissing style don't mix with the other person's style. And, and that just throw the whole fucking date off. All that shit's throwing the fuck off, man. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like you're trying to put a, a, a three-prong plug into a two-prong outlet and shit. That shit don't fucking work. 
you need a, a, a fucking adapter. You need some kind of adapter on your mouth to make your mouth work <laughs> with her mouth. See, you, your shit fucked up. Your shit is off. Your balance all fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and then, all that, then all of a sudden, everything fucked up. You will walk with somebody and you put your arm around their waist and, and your steps ain't matching their steps. You're like, oh, oh, this bitch got to go. I, I, I can't. Our steps ain't, ain't matching right. Our steps are fucked up. I'm fucking tripping and shit because I'm trying to hold my body at the height of you and my arm around your waist and shit ain't working. The kissing ain't working. Yo, you, you, you walk different. You take a shorter ass steps. I'm fucking leaving your ass. I'm dragging you along. Shit, all that shit fucked up. It's like dating somebody with a short torso and you spoon and your mouth don't line up with the back of their neck. Oh man, that goddamn torso fucks everything up. Your torso too long, too elongated, or too motherfucking short fucks everything up. Man, I'm telling people, people always say everybody's the same goddamn size when they lay down. You're right, everybody's the same fucking size when they lay down. But if your torso fucked up, it still throws shit off. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate because everything else could be perfect. And see, this is the shit that's in the that's not in the dating profiles right. on all these dating apps. Dating apps don't ask you that shit. I was on eHarmony years ago. They asked you 98 questions. They ain't asked you shit about your torso length. They don't ask shit about the fucking torso. The torso runs everything in your relationship. The goddamn torso, man. Yeah, JB's always been big on uh, uh, top-heavy people hooking up with bottom-heavy people because it fits. That's fair. It just slides together like, like Tetris. You, you like Tetris. Your, your upper body is bigger than your lower body. Therefore, you find somebody with a bigger lower body and, and, and a smaller upper body. You guys fit perfectly together. Perfect. Like, like Ikea. Like, 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 like putting together some Ikea shit. You know what I'm saying? All that shit go together. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got the right screws and, and that shit that's interlocked together. But if we could go back to the quote, right? Okay. New methods change the experience and new experiences change the man. See, now here's another thing. Like, based on the quote, new methods change the experience and new experiences change the fucking man. Now, now think about this shit. You know, new experience, new styles, right? Where the fuck do you think all them goddamn sexual positions came from? Now, spoon is not a sexual position uh, uh, until you neck it. Now, you normally people spoon with clothes on and shit, or you can spoon with clothes on, but spoon is not, spooning is not considered a complete sexual position. I'm talking about shit like uh, missionary, mm-hmm. OG, and and the uh, the goddamn uh, broke dick doll, the the loading dock, the the semicolon, the, the wheelbarrow, okay, the pogo stick, the two seater bicycle. I'm a Google these. You you got any favorites, man? That I don't know about. Um, I I will say this: when we talk about new experiences, change the man. I think that this also could have a negative connotation. Things can change you negatively. Goddamn right. Change is not always positive. Miles, I know you you know about the Brazilian butt lifts. That's all that's all the craze now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're unrealistically wonderful. Correct. Because it's not an implant. It's it's cellulite from one part of your body relocated to the ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And women have a bigger ass. Now, if you were a man that had been confident in your doggy style capabilities, pre-Bazillion butt lift era. Mm-hmm. You had enough length at that time to do what you needed to do. But now a woman is coming back from Brazil or wherever with an extra foot of booty meat that you've got to, you got to get through the through all of this preamble, I like to call it. You got to get through preamble to get to the main show. You know how when you're walking up to Disney World, and it's like the long sidewalk leading up to the castle. 
a Brazilian butt lift essentially adds more that you got it. So you couldn't possibly be as confident in your abilities to reach the castle. If I'm going to be tasteful, you you have the same tools and you're dealing, you're trying to fix a new cabinet. You can't do that. So then what do you do? You have to create a new position. And I think that the Brazilian butt lift, the ripple effect of this over the next five to 10 years in society, we're going to find new newer sexual positions that counteract the, a man's inability to reach the castle from the back. You're goddamn right. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Now, as you think about this now, after years of the same old, same old, with the same old shit, can get tedious as fuck now. Now, now you know each other too fucking well. Hey, hey Roy, you ever heard of uh, the seven-year itch? Mm-mm. No, what's that? That's when motherfuckers get itchy. They get squirmy, feeling, and it's that it's that feeling that it's time to go. It's time to fucking go. It's like that feeling you get on that long-ass flight or doing a long-ass movie. That moment you feel when your ass gets hot, your ass is trying to tell you, we need to get the fuck up and get the fuck out this bitch. Are you talking about in a relationship? It, it... Fuck yeah, in a relationship. See, I'm talking about change. I'm talking about fucking change. You're changing your fucking experience. Right. That's when motherfuckers get itchy and squirmy. And when it's time to go, it's time to goddamn go. You can't fake that shit off your body. It's just a feeling you get, and you can't stop yourself from feeling like that, and you can't even delay that shit. You might be able to delay that bitch for a few minutes, a few hours, maybe a week. But once that feeling comes, your body starts shutting the fuck down. Nothing work right. Plumbing don't fucking work. None of that shit fucking work. I, you can't look the person in the fucking face all the goddamn time. You're blowing your goddamn breath. Shit is over. It's a goddamn rap on this bitch. Mm. See? It's, it's for fucking rap. And i tell you, some people, that seven-year itch could be called the three-year itch or, or, or the fucking six-week itch. But you know what it's like? Just like a cooling application of preparation itch, okay. there's a remedy to that damn itch. You know what it is? What's that? Try something fucking new. Role play. Do something that's going to make your experience with this person fucking better. Next time you, you pick your husband or wife up from somewhere, make them sit in the fucking backseat of the car. And act like you're the Uber driver. Flirt with their ass and shit. Every goddamn red light, look at their ass through that goddamn rearview mirror. Oh, my fucking God. You ever try that shit, Roy? You get in the backseat of your own goddamn car, and your, and your lady is pretending that you somebody else, and looking in that goddamn rearview mirror at you every fucking red light, you're like, God damn, this shit is kind of sexy. I haven't done that. Now, 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 it do make you wonder what the fuck would happen if you if it wasn't you. But it's you. So so you don't feel as fucking threatened and shit. You know? I would suggest getting a Google voice number and then texting your girl from a number that's not in her phone, flirting with her while both of y'all are in the same place. Mm-mm-mm. Whether or not you tell her that it's you, you know, that depends on how much you trust. <laughs> No, how about how about you turn this up another notch? Fuck around, make that bitch an Uber pool and, and pick up a few other freaky ass motherfuckers along the way. Turn that whole ride into an Uber orgy and shit, which ain't a bad idea. Goddamn it, it could be offered as an option, Miles, on the on their fucking app. You know how they got on the app? They got different things you can do, you know, Uber Eats and shit like that. Yeah, I, the experiences do change you. New experiences change. That's why I don't drink gin anymore. I love gin. You can keep it. That Jan, man, is 22 years old, and I, we had way too much of it. You know, when you go to college, you're going to for sure lose one liquor for the rest of your life. 
Right. I, I agree. You're good. And you're not going to blame all alcohol. You're going to blame that one. <laughs> you got to blame yeah. one. <laughs> and the one that took your ass yeah. down. Like, motherfucker. That's, I had to get out of yeah, that that's shit. the son of a bitch. You pick him out of the crowd. <laughs> that, that one right there. You motherfucker. <laughs> Never again. So we're, we're at the end of this. I think we need to wrap it up. I'm giving it to you one more time. JB, close this up. New methods change the experience and new experiences change the man. Where are we at? We should never stop evolving. The earth revolves and our asses should evolve. As we revolve. We should revolve. If your shit unrevolved, it's like your shoe untied, you, you retie your fucking shoe. Or if too much of the toilet paper comes off the roll, you got to revolve it back on there. It'll never fit right, though. It'll be changed by the experience of coming off. It's never the same. Never the same. Yeah, you cannot drop a roll of tissue and have that bitch roll down the street and roll the bitch back up there on the fucking roll the same way the shit was originally rolled up there. You can't do it. Yeah, if it rolled down the street, you just, you want to throw that away, though. Oh, you can still use it. It's just your ass. It ain't like you, you wiping your face with your shit. That's your ass. It's fair. If you ain't got no more tissue left, you better roll that shit back up as best you can. That's a new experience. No, no time like... It's kind of like trying to fix a a, a a a fucking cassette tape back in the fucking 80s and shit. Yeah. The bitch popped and shit and the shit unraveled. You got to put a little stick in that bitch and turn it and get it back in there and, and try to fix it. That's what life is like. Okay. Miles is right, though. There's a lot of dirt and grit on the ground. You don't want to wipe your ass with a twig. I appreciate, I appreciate you being with me on that one. So are you done, JB? Or are you, you? No, I'm still going. I'm still fucking going. Oh, okay. Shit. So, so I say try new experiences. I, I, a la rolling some tissue back up and wiping your ass with it. Mm-hmm. New things, new flavors, new styles, new ways of fucking kissing. How about that? You ever kiss upside down? You, you, you would lean over a person who's already laying down and, and you kiss them upside down? That Spider-Man shit? Fuck around, start liking that shit. Now you're kissing upside down all the fucking time. I've seen wedding pictures like that, for real. I've seen wedding pictures, Spider-Man stuff. Those two belong together, whoever that is. But you got to know what experiences to say no to. Sometimes you know yourself. And you also got to know, I don't want that shit. I don't want to do that shit. When no you're at a restaurant and somebody trying to get you to eat that shit you, that you know you ain't, you ain't, I don't fuck with scallops. I'm sorry. It ain't nothing personal. They didn't call me the N-word. Yeah. Scallops ain't never done nothing to my family. Nope. Just don't like them. Somebody decided it was cool to eat those motherfuckers. Harder than fish, softer than lobster. I can't trust it. What the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? Yep, you're right. So you gotta say no sometimes. Mm. Or, or how about this? You can take the opportunity to swap gum or, or, or share a piece of ice with somebody. Oh, man. The fucking lady. I'm oh, glad you're when you with your lady. You just said somebody, which made me feel like you walk up to people and swap gum with them. It depends, it depends how comfortable you are with the person that you just fucking met. I'm not saying everybody should do that shit, but, but, but some motherfuckers, maybe, maybe when the world is safe again, we'll, we'll be in a place where we'll be over, over safe and, and, and then motherfuckers will start sharing ice cubes. I don't know. I don't think we should ever be at a hygiene point. I ain't saying this for everybody. It was not. That's why you got to say no to some experiences. Amen. Here we go. You know, if you've never done shit like this before, this, based on this quote, it's just telling you that you will evolve. You, you will try new things. You, these things will be your complete makeup for the rest of your goddamn life. Or you will evolve or fucking revolve, like we talked about earlier. You can fucking revolve after you've already been evolved. You fucking revolve. Yeah. All this determines who the fuck you're going to be for the rest of your goddamn life. 
What we already say, Miles? New experiences, new fucking you. Wow, that that was beautiful, and and it only took a really long time to get to. Once again, I think Roy got it about a minute in. Hey, I want to thank everyone for joining us on another episode of May I Elaborate? Daily Wisdom from J.B. Smooth. I want to give a special thanks to Workman Publishing for letting us borrow from the calendar and carry on. And I want to give an even special thanks to the funny and irreverent Roy Wood Jr. Thanks, Roy. We didn't talk about Once again, I'm Miles and he's... You put the tongue in the earlobe. You were made love on J.B. Smooth. You were made love on the parallel bars? No, shit. you got to put the tongue in the ear, but not all the way down the ear canal. Well, you shouldn't put anything in there, not even a Q-tip, which I do. I shove it way in there. It feels good. The doctor says that shit, you know? But it's shaped like it should go in there. I mean, then don't make it too big to go in there. Why they make Q-tips this that size to go in your goddamn ear? They ain't supposed to go in your fucking ear. I'm not finna just spray water in my... I'm not gonna douche my ear. That's what they try to get you to do the safe way. But they won't call it that. They call it a ear canal rinse. It's an ear douche. It's an ear douche. You're right. That vinegar will burn your ear canal. Oh, burn the shell your fucking ear canal. Yeah, don't put vinegar in your ear. They tell you, they tell you to do that shit. Don't do it. Don't do it. Use mouthwash. Use mouthwash, yeah. I agree. Fuck yeah. Don't let your ear swallow it, though. That's supposed to. Your ear ain't supposed to swallow nothing. That That's the issue. Ears are swallowing shit they ain't supposed to swallow. Then you gotta go to the fucking emergency room and shit. This has been a Team Coco production. <laughs>